Welcome to Positively Leading, the podcast that's all about helping you grow your resilience, leadership and influence. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Howling, and each week we will be diving into a variety of topics related to leadership, communication and personal growth. From feedback and accountability to diversity and inclusion, we'll explore the skills and strategies that you need to become a more effective leader. So whether you are looking to improve your communication skills, build strong relationships with your team, or simply become more confident in your role, join me on this journey of growth and discovery, and let's get positively leading. When I first started studying the science of well-being back in 2015, it was actually quite easy to become a little bit overwhelmed with the huge range of possibilities that could help me and others to feel better. But the more that I researched and tried and tested positive psychology interventions, over time it just became clearer that there was one thing, one superpower, if you like, that could or that had the capacity to help me to reduce my stress, to boost my energy, to give me hope, to improve my relationships and actually just help me to feel happier and healthier at home and at work. And I then began to weave it into the work that I was doing with my teams in school as well. And what I found was that the uplift in the moment and over time was incredible. And you probably guessed it because of the title of this episode, but that superpower is gratitude. And today we're going to be covering why gratitude is such a superpower in leadership and in life. And I'll be sharing seven easy to implement strategies that can help to boost gratitude and can help you to harness its power. And this is for yourself, for your team or your school or organization. So I want you to think about gratitude as a kind of mega strategy, if you like, when it comes to our well-being. And one of its proven benefits is that it's actually a key factor in building resilience. Now, I talk about resilience a lot more back in episode two, how to boost your resilience and well-being to lead. So you might want to head back over to episode two if you haven't listened to it or listen to it again as well, because there's lots of really helpful information in there too. One of the common myths specifically about resilience is that it's actually about how you grit your teeth and you battle through and you endure things, whereas actually it's more about how you recharge because resilience is all about being able to take events in your stride, even when they're stressful, and sustaining and recharging your energy, even in highly demanding situations and tasks. And it's so important in your well-being because it's one of the key ways that we can prevent burnout and give yourself the chance to really thrive. And your resilience levels are actually fueled by qualities like optimism, and this is where gratitude comes into play. Now, it also appears that gratitude, um, when we're feeling grateful for the good things around us and the sources of these good things, that this has m- so many different benefits, and these benefits can be put into three broad categories. Now, the first is physical. And gratitude has been demonstrated to to increase our, or to give us a stronger immune system. We can become less bothered by aches and pains. It can actually lower our blood pressure. Um, It can help us to exercise more and to take better care of health. And it can help us to sleep longer and feel more refreshed upon waking in the morning. Now, that's when we're practicing gratitude, for example, in the evening, that one. But those are just some of the physical benefits. If we think about the psychological benefits now, and this is at the second category, that gratitude can can bring or surface higher levels of positive emotions and that we can feel more alert and alive and awake. 
And actually, it can bring more joy and pleasure and more optimism and happiness as well. And then the third category is social. And this, in this area, gratitude can help us feel more helpful and more generous and more compassionate. It can help us to feel more forgiving as well. And it can actually help us over time to feel less lonely and less isolated. And I think it's, it's really important to mention these social benefits because, after all, gratitude actually is a social emotion. You know, I see it really as a, a relationship strengthening emotion because it requires us to, to see not only the things that we're grateful for, but actually how we've been supported and affirmed by other people. And research has found that gratitude has got two parts. Firstly, it's an affirmation of the good things in your life, the world around you, and for the gifts and the benefits that we've, we've received. And at the moment, you know, and I think at so many different times in, in life, right, we know when we're get navigating challenging times and um, some people can actually question the purpose and the practice of gratitude and adversity. And there's often like a counter argument against gratitude and, and it talks about, you know, toxic positivity. But I just want to highlight here that cultivating gratitude doesn't mean that we're ignoring um, or that, you know, we're, we're ignoring the challenges and, and sort of like denying, I guess, the sadness that we might be feeling in life. But what it does is it helps us to intentionally look for the good things. And that in time can bring more balance to our thoughts and to our feelings. So that's the first thing, the first part. It's that affirmation of the good things. And then the second part really is about recognizing where that good comes from. And then acknowledging that others help us in big and small ways. Now, we can appreciate positive traits in ourselves, but also true gratitude can involve that, you know, it's like a humble dependence on others. So we, we're acknowledging that other people give us many gifts, big and small, that help us to achieve the goodness in our lives. So thinking now then about, you know, what good is actually gratitude? We've looked at some of those three core sort of like categories. But actually, if we think about why gratitude might have uh, you know, the, such transformative effects on people's lives, research shows there are four key reasons. The first is that it actually allows us to celebrate the present and in doing so helps to magnify positive emotions. Now, research on emotion shows that positive emotions can wear off really quickly. And I've mentioned this in previous episodes. This is what um, Dr. Rick Hansen calls the Velcro Teflon effect positive emotions, you know, sliding off us like Teflon and uh, negative emotions sticking to us like Velcro. And, and again, it's how our brains are wired. So our emotional systems actually like newness. They like novelty. They like change in small amounts. <laughs> and we adapt to these positive life circumstances so that before long, you know, that, the new car or the new job, we, we start to take things for granted. They don't feel quite so new and exciting anymore. So gratitude actually makes us really think about and appreciate the value of something. And when we appreciate the value of it, we're able to get, you know, extract more benefits from it and we're less likely to take it for granted. And then this can actually lead us to participating in life even more because we're noticing the positives more. Um, and instead of adapting to the goodness, we get to celebrate it. We get to really celebrate it and savor it. So that's the first thing. The second reason why it's really powerful is that gratitude can actually block toxic or really difficult emotions like envy or resentment or regret. Those emotions are things that can actually decrease our happiness. And the, the reason 
gratitude can do this is that our brains can't hold two competing strong emotions at the same time. So you can't actually feel envious and grateful at the same time. They're just simply incompatible feelings. So if you're grateful, you can't resent someone for having something that you don't. These are just such different ways of relating to the world. And research suggests that people who have these high levels of gratitude actually have low levels of resentment and envy. Now, the third is that grateful people are more stress resistant. And I guess this links with what I was saying earlier on about the idea of resilience. And again, there are a number of studies that show that in the face of serious trauma and adversity and suffering, if people have a grateful disposition, they'll recover more quickly because gratitude gives them a perspective that they can actually just interpret those negative life events and help them to work through it. And actually, it can help guard against post-traumatic stress and lasting anxiety. As I say, for me, when I was investigating the science of well-being back in 2015, I was recovering from a really difficult health situation. And I was finding that gratitude was helping me, along with mindfulness and meditation and a range of other things, but gratitude was really helping me in that moment to work through things. Now, the fourth is that grateful people tend to have a higher sense of self-worth as well. So when you're grateful, you've got a sense that someone else is you know, looking out for you, someone else is helping you with your well-being, and you're able to notice the network of relationships, past and present, and the people that are responsible for, you know, for helping you and being by your side to get you where you are right now. And when you start to recognize the you know, this, these contributions other people have made to your life, once you realize that other people see that value in you, then over time that can really help to transform the way that you see yourself as well. So those are the four sort of like key things, the four big things that, um, that really help us from gratitude. Now, I hope that you're able to see that it really is a superpower in so many ways with these Four things and the physical and social and psychological benefits. The advantages really are huge. And I think the real power of gratitude is experienced when you have a consistent and regular practice. And again, some studies show that if you practice gratitude for 21 days in a row, then this actually can be enough to rewire your brain to scan the world, not just for the negative, but for the positive first. And that in and of itself is super powerful. Now, I'm going to share seven ways just to try out and see if you can cultivate a consistent and regular gratitude practice. So there are seven ways. You don't have to do all seven of them at all, but have a listen and see which ones you know, appeal to you. So seven ways to really practice and harness the power of gratitude. Now, the first one is that wait, this is probably one of the most common ways, actually, that when we're thinking about gratitude, and it's to keep a gratitude journal. And if you already have one, I'd, again, I'd love to hear about how you use it and how it helps you. But if you don't, what you just need to do is to get a pen and a pad. And if you're like me with a bit of a weakness for stationery, you might want to treat yourself to a new one. But then at the end of the day, just take some time to write down up to five things that you feel grateful for. Now, the things that you list can be big or small. But the goal is just to remember the good event and experience a person or things in your life and just really savor the, the emotions, those positive emotions that come with it. Now, I know a lot, a lot of people who love keeping a journal, but I actually really struggle with this one. I'm not a lover of journaling at all, no matter how hard I've tried. And the second thing is I actually find it really hard to be consistent. 
So if you're like me with journaling, I'm just going to share a few top tips that might help to get you started. The first one is writing regularly. So whether you're writing every other day or once a week, commit to a regular time to journal and then honour that commitment. It doesn't need to be daily. And some evidence actually suggests that writing occasionally, one to three times a week, is possibly more beneficial than daily journaling. And the other thing here is that when you are journaling, specificity is the key to fostering gratitude. So, for example, rather than just saying, oh, I'm grateful for my friend, we want to be really grateful and specific about what about them. So it might be that I'm really grateful that my friend called me when I was feeling down today. Yeah, so be specific. And again, go for depth over breadth. So don't try and write down 10 things, a superficial list of 10. Actually writing maybe about one or two or three things has been shown to carry more benefits, but giving real detail to that. And again, research shows that being grateful for people has an even greater impact than focusing on things. So those are just five little tips that might help you to build that habit, the journaling habit, if you are like me or if you're finding it difficult or if you're just getting started with it. And I hope that helps. Now, the second strategy is just five senses, five things. And this is if you need a quick fix of gratitude and it's a really fast boost. So just check in with your senses. Sight, smell, touch, hearing and taste and name at least one thing that you're grateful for for using each sense. So what can you smell? What can you touch? What can you hear? What can you taste? What can you see that you're grateful for? And again, it's a super fast and quite fun way of of practicing gratitude. Now, the third way is to send a thank you to someone that's who has inspired you. So ask yourself, who do you admire? Who's inspired you in leadership or life? Who's encouraged you maybe in times of joy or in challenge? And let them know. Now, remember, it could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a leader, someone you know well, or maybe even someone from afar. Whatever the case, call them up, send them a message, write them a card. Whatever method, just make a point to send them a little gratitude and a little love today. So sending a thank you to someone who's inspired them and that's going to give them those feel good factor as well. Now, the fourth strategy is to look for the good. And I love this quote from Abraham Hicks, who says, if all you did was just look for the things to appreciate, you would live a joyous, spectacular life. And I just love this because it is so true. So keeping this in mind, set yourself a little mini gratitude challenge. Can you make a conscious effort to look for the good and then just notice what you notice about how you feel and the impact it has? I've been focusing on this over the last few days and the difference it's making to how I feel is huge. Yesterday, I was starting to grumble about stuff and I could feel myself getting sucked into a little mini rant, but I challenged myself to find something good to focus on. So looking for the good, this really just helps to prime our brain. Now, the fifth thing is gratitude by mental elimination. Now, sometimes when I work with clients and we're trying to bring more gratitude into their leadership in life to help to boost their well-being and positive emotion, a common response is, I can't think of anything to be grateful for. And this is me at times as well. Sometimes it's just a struggle, right? Life can be tricky. So this next strategy I find to be really helpful with this. 
And what you do is part one, you just think about something that's really good in your life that falls into maybe one of the following areas. You might think about health, education, learning, your security, weekends, holidays, personal achievement, the things that you own, your friends and your family in life, you know, any one of those areas. So think about something great in your life. And then part two is just take a moment to imagine what your life would be like without that one great thing. How would it impact your life? How would you feel? And write down, think about how your life would be different without this one good thing. And then just see what shifts for you. So it's thinking about something that's good in life, but then you're thinking about actually, well, what might it be like if you're taking it away? And that can actually build a sense of gratitude as well. Now, the sixth strategy is simple. Take a photo of something you're grateful for. So if writing's not your thing from strategy number one, this one, number six, might be more up your street. So simply pull out your camera or your phone and take a picture of something you appreciate and try and do this every day. So it could be beauty in nature. It might be just a picture of a pet or a loved one or your favorite spot in your living space. And if you've got extra time, take lots of photos of things throughout the day. And at the end of the day, just sit down and go through them and really savor the good feelings that come up. You might want to do the same at the end of the week as well. Okay, now the seventh strategy are ideas for teams. And it's actually there's three ideas in one here because, as I say, the, the previous ones are really great for you to boost your own gratitude, but these ones are for use with teams as well. So the three in one. The first is positive primer. And this is simply to start a team meeting by simply going around the table and asking people to share something they're grateful for or perhaps something that's made them smile on that day. And you might also finish a meeting by sharing something that you appreciate about or something that you're grateful for others in the meeting for. This is super simple. It takes no preparation, but the boost of positive emotions for your team is huge. The second idea here is a gratitude jar. All you need here is just an empty jar, strips of paper and a pen, and you set it up in your team room. Or if you have a virtual team, you could do this on an online scrapbook or Google form or something like that. Now, I've done with this with my teams and it's great fun. And all you do is through the week, you simply write down things that you're grateful for, things that you see and hear in your team, and you pop them in the jar. And then it's a really great activity to start a meeting and you simply just, everyone pulls out one of the strips of paper and reads out all the things that you're grateful for over the course of that week. And it, again, is a real boost of positive emotions. And remember, those positive emotions can really help creativity, problem solving, decision making. So what a great way to start a meeting. And then the third final one here is a gratitude shout out board. This is super great with colleagues. Now, I remember in my last school, we created a gratitude board in the staff room. And throughout the week, teachers and support staff, you could just grab a post-it note and a pen and write a note of gratitude to a colleague or a, or a member of the team. And you would stick it up on the board. And then at the start of our briefing every Monday morning, I'd gather them all up and read them out to start the briefing. And what a wonderful way to start the week, celebrating and appreciating each other. So there you have it. How to harness the power of gratitude. We've explored why gratitude really is a superpower and then seven easy to implement strategies that can really make a difference to you and also to others as well. Now, I'd love to hear about ways in which you've grown gratitude for yourself or your team. So do send me a message and let me know or tag me on social media and let's build this list of ideas together. Now, I'm going to finish today with my gratitude to you for listening. 
And as always, it's my heartfelt hope that this episode helps. So until next time, keep on positively leading. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Positively Leading. I hope you found it helpful in your journey to becoming a better leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback not only helps me grow, but also helps others discover the podcast and join our community of positive leaders. And if you'd like to work with me, you can head over to sarahowling.com to find out how. Thanks once again for listening. And remember, the world needs more brilliant leaders just like you. So keep on positively leading.